Hello, listeners. Really important announcement that the Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast are about to make. We are on board with a beautiful, beautiful GoFundMe page. And what we're doing is raising awareness for this beautiful little girl named Kirsten, who's four and a half and is suffering from SMA, which is spinal muscular atrophy. We are going to help Kirsten race with her daddy. And in order to do that, we need to raise enough money to get a push chair. So what we have done is we've set up a GoFundMe page and it is Kirsten's race SMA push chair. Let's make this little girl's dreams come true. You can hear more about that uh, whole initiative on episode 48 of our show. Uh, we have Kirsten's dad on, and uh, Wayne is a great guy. And, uh, you know, we just, uh, we just, uh, you know, really listen to what he has to say. And, and, uh, you know, it really inspired us to do something good for them. And, uh, we hope that you can come along and help us out with that as well. Uh, the show is also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, create positive change in your life with online health coaching programs with High Five Health and Fitness. Have us out at your school to promote better health in children. Uh, High Five Health and Fitness is doing that all. Uh, you can find out more information at highfivehealthandfitness.com. Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone is also brought to you by Conti Fitness and Wellness, where you can find online and live workshops, personalized group training, health coaching, children's health and fitness, functional exercise for autoimmunes, arthritis, online yoga programs, facial exercise, rehabilitation, running, dancing, and more. Train with Christine at ContiFitness.net. In addition, you want to feel your best. You want the best in neuroscience that's out there to reduce pain, increase mobility, and just all around feeling good. Try out the latest from Vox Life. That's voxxlife.com backslash Christine Conti and get insoles, the best in socks. And you know what? You're going to feel your best. Please do us a favor and uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, you know, whether you're listening on your phone or, you, you know, going directly through iTunes, you know, if you just go to that our page and, and subscribe, if you're on an app, look us up, find it, subscribe. When the new show comes out, you'll get an update and uh, you can listen to us online. It really goes a long way in helping us spread our message of health, life and longevity. Uh, for all this information and more, go to twofitcrazies.com and click on the podcast sponsor tab at the top of the page. Peace and love. Christine Conti. <laughs> and I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. <laughs> and a microphone. We are where it's at. I really screwed that up. I'm laughing. Brian can't I'm even laughing. get through the introduction today. <laughs> I'm laughing too much. As we were talking about our moms. I'm just going to say it. Yo mama. Yeah. That's, we're just, uh, sometimes we're not sure how we're functioning adults in this world. <laughs> 
and you know what? I don't know how some people, like we talk about fitness and we talk about mental and physical and whatnot. We talk about surviving the holidays and things like that and surviving your family. And it's really, you know, if you think about your family, not just your parents, but like your siblings. Brian was just talking about how his kids just beat the heck out of each other. I have three boys and they are, it's, it's constant. They're, they are hands on each other all the time, just like fighting. Three boys, nine, six, and five, and they are, I mean, they love each other. It's amazing. They, they're hugging each other, and it, it, it's just chaotic. I got such a good segue. I kind of love it. All right, such a good segue. Before we even, before I even segue into this, not the scooter, like segue and slide <laughs> into this, that um, we're coming off of episode 57, which was, right, 57? 57. Which was Ken. Beerly and Chris Marzarella from not only Pure Focus Sports Club, which is on the Jersey Shore, which, as they said, was the only real gym. It was freaking hysterical. <laughs> it, I got a chance to go back and listen. And it was, I mean, it's just that comical. It's great. They're great people. Throwbacks, and right, they Brian? Do, they do a good job. And they are, yeah, they're really, they're old school throwback, like clanging and banging, weight lifting. Passionate. You know, passionate about, you know. The, Both competitors. Right. Like they they walk the walk, yeah, for sure. With nutrition, and, and, and they do a good job training others mm-hmm. as well, for you know for that sport. And Kent's the president of ANBF, which is the American Natural Bodybuilding Federation. Right, he has his own you know twenty four shows around the nation, um, you know where people compete, and he runs that. I mean, this is you know he gives out pro cards. This is a really big deal. And if you don't know anything about it. Listen to the episode. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, they went into, you know, prepping for competitions and, you know, what they do, um, getting other people ready and strong. And I, th- I, th- I thought it was a really good, uh, it was, good listen. It was, it was cool. It was cool. You know, it was definitely, I mean, we talk about our wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. Not it. It, it. For me, it's not, you know, anything that I've ever been really around. I mean, I've been in, you know, 1980s types of gyms before where we were, you know, lifting heavyweights and I wasn't but you know that that I've been around it and I've even had friends that were power lifters and and you know Olympic style lifters and and uh and I use some of those lifts you know in training other people and getting them stronger for events and things like that but it's you know it's definitely not my world as you know I'm on the opposite end by the way their their gym is I've actually been in their gym it doesn't look like you know, like right out of the eighties. I mean, no. it's a nice place. Yeah, it's you a know, nice place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the style, right? The the motif, right? And that you know, and like everyone's got a mullet and like <laughs> like American flag short shorts, <laughs> the zumbas, the, 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 and high and like and ankle high um, sneakers. Like that's how it, like you just made it sound. Remember those like. like Remember those uh, like tiger striped yeah. uh, like parachute pants? Yeah, yeah. They're, uh, no, no. It's not. It's not, yeah, it's not like that. <laughs> but you know, it's it's I, the thing that I was saying is though is that like even though we're kind of on opposite ends of the fitness uh, spectrum here, it, you know, I saw a lot of parallels. Mm-hmm. Preparation, uh, you know, timing wise, and like tapering, you know, progre- progression, and, yeah. and and you know, and, and um, periodization, and, and the way that they train uh, for for these things. It's a uh, it was a good, uh, you know, introspective look at what uh, they have going on over there in their world, which I thought was cool. I know? loved it. I yeah. think, you know, just especially for us, there's, you know, we we're, we're kind of more into endurance now. Back when I was playing volleyball, I mean, I was f- literally 40 pounds heavier and I was 
hang clean, push, press, snatch. Right. You know, that was, and I got, literally, I would get, there was, you know, there were repercussions if I did not progress and I did not have more weight, you know, and I did not, there was X, Y, and Z. I mean, you were, you were tested, you maxed out a couple times throughout the year and it was, it was serious stuff. I mean, I played volleyball, you know, signed my name and blood away on the line, but that's really, you had expectations. And the reason why they wanted you to lift is because they wanted you more powerful, explosive for my sport. And I think it's, you know, it's something to be said that, you know, I've gotten away from that. I'm more endurance. I'm more, you know, just kind of functional day to day is what I'm training people for. But there is a there is a place for lifting, whether it's you're going to be competing or you're on stage or you're powerlifting. Like Chris, you know, does a lot with powerlifters. There's a reason for everything that you do, kind of sports specific. And I thought that that was interesting. Well, that's that's just what I was going to ask you mm-hmm. about because you just said that you know you did that with you know for volleyball. So who was who was in charge of that or who put together the programming for your volleyball team? Was it like we the, had sports conditioning coaches, sport, yeah. college strength and conditioning Which coaches. I have to say that not going to lie, looking back um, in high school, I actually got injured and had shoulder surgery at the age 16. And it was, you know, the doctor sits me down, Dr. Dines. He's up in, uh, up in New York. He's still practicing with Brett Saberhagen's shoulder surgeon oh, and went cool. down for spring training every year. And, uh, you know, I remember him saying, you know, you have two choices. You are either not going to have do a collegiate do career. Yeah, pretty much. Or we're going to, we're going to operate. And it was, you know, at that point, at least, you know, my parents were behind me and, and I had the surgery and I was out for six months. It wasn't like a six yeah. week thing. It was legit serious. You know, I missed, you know, my whole kind of season in high school. And, uh, that was, that was big, but because of poor training, I didn't, you know, my coaches didn't know about strength and conditioning and recovery and lifting. And it was a big issue. Um, so when I got to college, my strength and conditioning coach was the one that was really in charge of volleyball and basketball and swimming and track. Yeah. For every program there. And personally, I know that some, I mean, he was the main person. There were obviously other trainers or whatnot that worked with you, but he oversaw all the programs. And I always, I think back to myself now, knowing what I know about the fitness industry and exercise science, like really, I don't, I really think that you should have someone like, if you're going to be lifting heavy, you should have someone like a Kent and a Chris that were here on our last episode. They're the ones that have lived it and know it versus, you know, maybe a volleyball player of, yeah, a volleyball player. Or, you know, if you're someone who's a runner, that's a totally that's different. That's why I asked. Yeah. yeah. I, it's, it's very interesting. Because I, th- um, I, I see it a lot and I see kids really, I mean, the level that I work with mostly is, is the kids in high school and, it's important that they do this stuff because it can certainly certainly makes them a better runner, but only when it's done right, right? Only when it's done with a perspective of, from the perspective of strengthening for running. Right. And when they go to a high school weight room where a like put a high school cross country girl in you know in a weight room in high school and maybe they get their own hour, maybe they get their own time or whatever, but they. They might be in the mix with football players, or they might be in the mix with you know a a trainer who is really working with football players. He doesn't know what the hell to do with these with those kids. He may, and I mean, God bless his heart, he might Mm -hmm. think that he kind of does. But if you're not coming from that perspective, and I don't even care how you studied for it, I don't even care how you how you like what your credential is necessarily in that aspect. Like if you're not, if you don't know. 
the sport, how could you strengthen somebody for the sport? Right. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I, like I said, we were talking about asking questions to your trainers and what should they know and what shouldn't yeah. they. And it's interesting now that I'm, you know, kind of full-time fitness. I talk to a lot of people all the, like all the time, as opposed to just here and there about training and people come to me a lot and say, you know, I work with a trainer or this is what I do. Or, um, just today I had a conversation. This one girl's like, you know, I, I come to this gym, but I also, I've been working with this trainer, but my hips really bother me. And I'm like, well, tell me, listen, tell me what you do with your trainer. I said, listen, I'm not trying to take away your relationship or, you know, I'm not asking to train you. I said, just tell me what you do. Do you do X, Y, and Z for your psoas, for your hips, your hip openers? Do you work with your IT band? Your no. And I kind of have some lower back issue and I'm like, you know, I'm sitting here and, you know, and well, and my trainer's kind of like 24 and we, and it went on and on. And I'm like, and I want everyone to win. Here's my thing. I want everyone to win. However, this is what, you know, years and years now, two decades, really, it's been that long, two decades in the fitness industry and being a collegiate athlete and now being a competitive, you know, endurance athlete and seeing, you know, all ends of this we got to be working on our flexibility and our hips and on and on. And it's, you can't just put everyone in that box. Like we said, there is a special place. Like you can't train these people like this. You can't train the average person who wants to, you know, get a stronger butt and have their legs look better. You can't just give them weights and say squat. You got to work on your hips. You got to realize that everything is related. I'm like, well, how, where's it tight in your hips? I said, you know, your back probably hurts because your hips are so damn tight. It's all related. Yeah. If someone else today was like, you know, my shins are just bothering me and I've done this and, you know, I've, I've, my, my trainer told me to just roll it out and ice it. And I'm like, well, are you stretching your calves? Are you stretching this muscle? Well, no. I, I said, well, if you're not, if your trainer, if you, I'm going to give some great advice, ready? If you're working with a trainer out there, world, when you have a session, you should be spending a quarter at least of that time on flexibility, whether it still be working, whether it be through your exercises, sure, it should be flexibility based. Yeah, what I mean, how could you be strong without it? What what good is the strength if you're not flexible? And and how can you really get as strong as as you can be without right without the flexibility? I don't know. See, well, we're kind yeah. of agreeing on this one. No, but no, for sure. I think it's a an interesting and, and, thing to ask too. And if your trainers don't know how to provide you with the right stretching and flexibility then you need to revisit um, what you're doing and why you're paying a certain amount of money because your body is the most important thing. Like I, I, last episode, I'm like, you know, we pay all this money to go to the dentist and even go get our hair cut sometimes. Well, we have no problem with that. Yeah. But then all or of a sudden... Fashion or watches oh. are, or the worst one. You know what the worst one is? What? Car payments. Oh. I mean, look, people look at their car payments and then they're like, oh, the gym's too expensive. It's like, what the <laughs> No, you've got a seven hundred dollar <laughs> car payment per month. However, it is nice to have a nice car. That's my lie. Uh, I, yeah, I could. I. I don't. I, I. Nice body, feel good, and a nice car. I don't know. We could have it all. But I'm, I'm like so not into cars. I mean, I. I just never spent money on cars. I buy like used, and and I and I run them until I can just leave them on the side of the road. I'll buy I, you a nice car when the podcast takes off. Don't worry, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. It's noted. One day. We'll get there. It is noted. We'll get there. So the okay. re- re- really quickly though, the one thing, the one thing that I did want to say about the, like the cross country kids in the, in the way that they did it just to get back to it. Mm-hmm. The solution for many of them is they just don't strength train because they're either intimidated 
or they you know they don't like that environment or they don't know where to start or they have somebody that's doing something with them that might be even work against what they're doing so they kind of don't work and we know it works we know 100% that it works when it's done well when done right and you know it's it's not it's a funny thing because it's not really a requirement it's not like um, a football player or you know where you know the weight room is is kind of embedded in the in you know the uh, the environment or in, you know in it from the from, from for everything you know right. it's part of the deal you want to be bigger on some of those sports yeah. as well and and they don't see the best it's not about bulking up it's just not about becoming a stronger for what they are and getting the muscles to work together so that they can you know remain injury free and things like that and i just kind of see that it goes goes away from that and it's something that maybe would hold people back from you know doing something that uh that would be helpful to them there, there it was. There was another smooth transition. We were, we were talking about what you know, what topic was gonna, you know, we talk about top. We're like topic. It's as if what? I studied this. Shit. Oh my gosh! But we wanted to, um, we wanted to share a little bit today about what's holding you back. And as we got in here, um, you know, both having you know crazy weeks as normal. And you know, Brian was talking about his kids fighting with each other, and I was <laughs> talking about how you know my kids do the same thing. It's you know, one person sitting there and then all of a sudden it's like, she's touching me. She's this, she's all right. Well, and I said to Brian, I said, well, it's holding me back. I said, my kids sometimes hold me back. Um, it, things in life, sometimes they just, it's not that they hold you back, but it's, you've got responsibilities in life sometimes. And, you know, we love our kids. We would do anything for them and we're I, happy they're here. I say the opposite of that. My kids don't hold me back. They don't. No, they don't. No, they inspire me for sure. Yeah. They're, they're, and it's the way you the look blessing. at it. That's yeah. the way you look at it. Well, absolutely. Perspective is one is is like ninety percent of of how the way things work out is how you see it. My favorite story with Lauren. So I I had I have a son who's going to be ten. I can't even believe it. But um, thought he was going to be the only kid. Thought he was the only. One. Took a long time to have him. Thought it was it. And just miracle wound up got pregnant with my daughter Lauren and. I didn't know until I was like three months pregnant, which was great because I thought I was going to be baby story, like, you know, baby, baby in the bathroom at the prom. Um, but I was, I thought I was dying. I literally thought I was dying was the whole story. Um, I called, you know, I called literally called doctor. I thought I was dying. It was literally, literally. It was, I was so sick, so sick. Like I'm like, I have stomach cancer. Um, that's it. This is it. And I'd already been through chemo because I'd you know, had had my first rounds of chemo, had gone off of everything, thought I was, you know, in remission and this is going to be great. And now I'm so sick, like six months later. And I'm like, that's it. Like, this is, this is it. This is, so they're going to find something. I'm so, um, call up the doctor. You call my endo, endo, you name it, scope, whatever, endometriologist and all this other stuff and and making appointments. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take a pregnancy test real fast. And you know, just because they're going to ask before they have to do any tests, right? So I take it as like, you know, flashing bright, and I still didn't believe it. But long story short, wound up getting pregnant with her, and I'd already gotten into the Boston Marathon for the first year. I had to pull my name out of Boston. Guess what year that was? The bomb? The bombing. Mm. There you go. So I'm home with her, because she's a newborn, uh-huh. and I'm watching, you know, all my friends, like, running the race as I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. not knowing... You know what's Where going on, is, or what's yeah. you know what would that have would I've been in that area, and not only that, I would have had my whole family at in, that area like in there because the it would have been line. like sure. the biggest thing. So it was. Um, I always think of you know you look at things both ways. Like I wasn't 
thinking I were planning to have another kid and then you have this kid and you're like, oh my gosh, it's like a gift from God because I'm not in this place. But I think it's the way you look at things. And I got just, injured that year too. I couldn't run. Is that when you had stitches or? No, no, that was, uh, it was just a, like a nagging shin thing that I just couldn't shake it. I couldn't train like I wanted to. And rather than just go all the way up there and, and run, I just, you know, just didn't run. And, uh, yeah, crazy. It's interesting. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I really think it's the I mean, way it's, that you It's look not at. one of those stories like I would have been, you know, right, right there. Like I yeah. probably would have been long gone, but, uh. You would have been yeah. done for like five hours already. That's, yeah. You're fast. Fast. Let's hope. Excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Brian's got a race coming up, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, um, but holding you back, this could be anything. It could be your goals. It could be, you know, from nutrition to fitness to your job to your relationships. And I think it's important to sit back sometimes and kind of examine what's going on in your life and say to yourself, all right, if these are my goals, why am I reaching certain things? Why am I not reaching other things? What is it? Do you, can you write down and you know, fold your paper in half and say, this is what I'm doing and here's what I want to achieve and here's, and go back and forth. What is it? What are those successful steps that you're taking in life that are getting you to reach those goals? So Brian, what do you, what do you think is the biggest, what is the biggest thing that you've seen, I guess, in your clients or people that you've talked to about what's holding them back? I think that it's not, like, it's like you said, this is for everything, right. right? This isn't even a bad exercise of physical activity. Sometimes it might be about like leaving a job mm-hmm. or a relationship or, or, or trying to make a, a relationship happen. You know, like there's always like that contemplation stages. Like what's the, what are the stages of, um, of, of activity? You know, you, you contemplate things or you, you mm-hmm. know, you consider, you consider them and then there's an action stage and then there's, you know, the, the holding on to it and maintaining that. It's almost like you're, you're, stages of grief absolutely you know, yeah that's yeah very similar so it's like pre-contemplation like yeah. where there's just like there's just no like like even, i could never do that you're like, like oh my gosh like even that is like even more closer to contemplation but right. then the, it's just like there's not even anything on the condition so, so so take someone who's who's overweight right who needs to improve their health right since we're a health and fitness podcast we'll, we'll go there and they, there are people that are completely happy being very sick and eating poorly and, you know, have absolutely no plans on changing whatsoever, right? There's, like, there's just no... I don't... I, don't, I can't even... Fa- Do you understand? I, like, I'm like, I hear you, right. but I don't understand you. Like, I... That blows my mind. Right. Like, being happy, like, feeling like, like that, or well, like... That's ve- that's very rare because there are a, that's ve- that, that's more or less Get rare. It. A lot of times it's environment, right? They grew up in a way that they didn't ever consider doing anything differently than they've been they've done their whole life, right? And even though they you know are out of health, everyone around them is out of health. Everyone around them eats the same way. Nobody around them exercises. Is it that pack mentality then? Is well, it just no, that I don't think it's pack mentality. I think it's just reality, right? It's their reality. It's 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 their environment. You know, it's their it's 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 just their their tribe is different than, than, you know, than others. So, you know, and it's family and it's lineage and, you know, a lot of times it's passed down from generation to generation, right? Like, like there's usually unhealthy families, the one main thing that they all have in common, right? Like Mm -hmm. more so we talked about genetics, right? The one thing that we all have in in common uh, for the most part is how we eat, right? right? The household eats in a certain way. So like, you know, if a family's overweight, 
then it's most likely because they all eat the same way. The dinner table, they sit down, it's the same food, you know, so it's, it's one of those things. So there are a lot of people that, that are either either happy with it or don't understand the difference or, or, or want to be better or they just have no desire to be better. And, like, that's just kind of how it, 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 it just is, right? And then there are people that – and that's rare, right? Then there are other people that might be – in the same fit of health, right? The same, you know, the same exact way that do want to do something about it, right? And know that they have to do something about it. And I think that a lot of the people that you might even see that think that they don't really, you know, care or or just live in another world actually do deep down know that they're not, Mm -hmm. you know, the way that they should be. So then there are those people that know that there has, something has to be done, that something, you know, that, that the changes need to be made. They're aware fully that, that they have to do make changes in whatever they're doing activity diet and all that shit so then you know but they're not necessarily doing anything about it they're just sitting with that right wallowing in it if you will or uh you know just just really not um really in a point in their lives where they maybe they don't know how to go about it right which is something which is why we're here on the podcast trying to shed some light they don't know how to go about it or they um, are fearful of going about it, right? For several different reasons. Like, there's a million different reasons mm-hmm. why you could be fearful of that, um, or or be like a, a little bit of both. You know, sometimes it's like fearful, is like monetary. You know, like what's holding you back? Like what's holding those back? So that's what kind of what we're talking about here. Because then there's the next stage of those people are the people that you know we know a lot of them. We love them. You got you just ran a 5K with Jorge, mm-hmm. which was I mean you have to talk about that because that was. That was amazing. That put a tear in my eye. I mean, honestly, I watched that video. I was like, man, it was like that was beautiful. Um, so then there are people that you know are in that situation and they understand that something needs to be done and they actually do something about it, or they ask for help, or they seek advice, and they and they you know or, or create a goal or a plan or, or you know work their way out of it, which is one of the most courageous things that anyone mm-hmm. could ever do. I mean, I admire somebody like that far more than you know somebody who's I mean, not far more, but, you know, somebody who's grinding Mental toughness or just grinding like to like, you know, c- come up with a goal who's already fit and is trying to shave 30 seconds off right. their 5K time. Like, you know, that's, you know, you're already in it and it's just a little bit easier and it's not hard. It's not like it's not hard work, but, you know, like I admire the fortitude to actually get moving more than anything. That's why it's my favorite client to work with. You know, it's very satisfying. So... You know, like what's the difference between those two people, right? Those people that contemplate it, know what they have to do, and do absolutely nothing, as opposed to the people that take action. And you know, a lot of times for all of these things, it's like there's something deep down that's holding them back. It's always ourselves, always. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think hands down, it's all in us. It's you know, we always we blame things on external you know, factors, we, we blame it on, you know, well, I was brought up like this, like we, Brian and I were just joking around about, you know, our moms and, and our families and, you know, different things that we've gone through. And, um, you know, we, again, it's, you survive your family. I think, you know, you make it out like clawing, you know, it's like, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're coming, we're still alive. Like silence of the lambs. We crawl out of that hole. All right. The lotion is in the basket. We've done the best we could with it. And here we are. We survive, we survive school and we survive our families. Those two things, right? We've survived yeah. education. Oh, right. And we survive our families. In some ways we survive religion. 
Yeah, that oh, that's on, a whole depends oh on how gosh. you're brought. Depends on how you're brought up. Right. But I mean, if you don't, if you think we're wrong, how many conversations you have brothers and sisters? How many conversations have you ever had saying, "How the f did we end up? How do, how do we sur- like survive? How, like that was how crazy. Did not, how did right? we not? Or how did we make it out of this? Like how? I mean, th- if you've ever had one like crazy conversation with your siblings about a family vacation or anything else, like you know, getting to re- I mean, my house getting ready for school in the morning is survival. Getting three boys out the door to the bus is like it's crazy. They're gonna have the same story, same freaking crazy stories totally. about us. Like, like another old man is like. You know, <laughs> my son Alex is like, mom's nuts. Oh my god, like, she's like, she's. I'm like Alex, crazy. you know I'm a little like off, right? And he's like, uh huh, yep, mm-hmm. yep. I was like, all right, let's leave it at that. But we, I mean, I think that's it, what it, makes life. I'm, I'm people's parents. Oh. Like three three kids are belong to my wife and I, yeah. and mostly me. Yeah, I mean, like not mostly me, but like you know, like like I'm the crazy one. You know, freaking insane. I don't know. They're, my kids are still alive. Fun you, as they hell, hit, though. They I'm hit, fun. They hit birthday one, and I was like, they're still alive. I didn't kill them. I mean, because it's it's you're responsible <laughs> for a life. I mean, that's like a really big deal. Um, but yeah, it's. I think things that are holding you back are definitely so mental. It can. It can be family, right? I think it can be family a lot. I I think many of us, you know, we grow up and you're in this environment of you worry about what people think. You you want to impress people. You want to make people proud. And as a parent, you know that you are, you will be forever proud of your kids. But your kids don't always know that. I think that's something a lot of people don't realize that people are proud of you whether they don't, whether they say it or not. I, you know, even it could be your friends or whatever else. And um, I think that holds you back sometimes because you don't know, you know, you make a decision and you're not sure how this person's going to react or this or this or this. But meanwhile, the most important person in your life, A, is yourself. Mm-hmm. B, should be, you know, if you're married, it should be, you know, your spouse, your kids. I mean, that's your nucleus. Sure. And then, you know, we're in, um, you said this a couple of weeks ago that you're like, you really should only care or you take on the characteristics or you should be the most similar to like the five people that you see <laughs> all the time, like right. during the week. And I thought it was really interesting because it's true. If you think about, you know, you've got your immediate nucleus that you live with and then think about the next five people that you really talk to and see every week. You're like, wow, oh. it, it's interesting because they may, you may not consider those people like your best friends sometimes. Sure. But when you really think about like, you know, person five that you're like, Wow, I do see that lady at Dunkin' Donuts every day when I get my coffee. Like, she's a pretty cool lady. She's always got a smile on her face. Like, yeah, that's that's environment, right? It's bizarre. Environment yeah. can hold you back, right? Right? Like, like people really like stay too long in shitty jobs. Sometimes mm-hmm. they stay till they retire. Like, work environment is is tough. Can also be fantastic. Right. Can also be a place that allows you to flourish. I, you know, I think that things that, that, that hold people back the most are uh, fear, obviously. Fear, right. fear is huge. Fear, anxiety. Of right? anything. But right. the fear could be like, I'm um, a disappointment or I don't have enough money or, you know. Yeah. Um, confidence, right, is another one. Or, you know, or, or uncertainty. You know, like the, the kind of the uncertainty of what what could possibly happen. And that def- that definitely happens with people with um, body image issues and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Like they're not really comfortable. Or, uh, they're uncertain of what would happen. I mean, we've talked about it, male, female, you yeah. know, it, it's all the same. 
uh, you know, the people are un- uncomfortable walking into a classroom setting or even in a gym or you're like, where do I start? And I know I should do it, but I don't. And, uh, you know, so the, so confidence is definitely something. Yeah. Do or, I look like an idiot if I do X, Y, and Z? It's, yeah. it's unfortunate. Uh, schedules is, you know, schedule. Here's the thing with schedule. We all can make time. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. We budget time all the time. I do it with my clients all the time. We always budget time. We do it, look at it like it's money in the bank, right? And if you're misspending your time and it could be spent better and you know your investment could be put in a right. different area where you get a better return on it, well, then we can, we can look at that. So schedule is schedule's like the easy thing that people say that's holding them back. I just don't have the time. Right. And I mean, look. Sometimes you really don't. It's hard for me to say. No, creative. Listen, all this stuff. It's hard for me to say, right? Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to say. But the one thing that I'll always say is that, and I've said this on the podcast before, we always know what we need to do. We always know, like in our gut, like Mm -hmm. what needs to be done, especially when we're in an uncomfortable position where we want out, right? We know that that changes need to happen. Again, jobs, relationships, physical health. Uh, you know, anything, um, just like a crowded room, put me in a crowded room. I'm freaking miserable, right? I want out. Like I know something's got to change. So like all those things. So we know what, what has to happen, but we don't always do it, right? We don't always do it. And schedule sometimes is one of those reasons why. What I love to think about is one of the things that we talk about is say you're not feeling good. And, you know, we work with a lot of people and they'll say, you know, had constant headaches or I'm having muscle cramps or just don't feel that great. And I'll sit back and be like, well, how much water are you drinking? What's going on? I mean, let's, can you drink water? Maybe you can't get to the gym or whatnot, but let's work on water. You know, and some other, you know, I was just talking to someone about sleep. Like, you know, my sleep is just, I know I have to work on my sleep and you know, I'm I'm just so tired in the morning. I said, well, here's what we need to do. Something's got to give, something's got to be rearranged because you're not sleeping are you drinking enough water? Are you eating too late? Is it because you're super stressed out at work? What, which one of these things do we need to work on first? And, you know, again, what's holding you back from feeling better? Again, we're not just one thing. You know, fitness is mental, physical. It's a holistic approach. So we really have to think of what's holding you back from this. Is it this? Is it which thing do we have to tweak first? Because it's not always, it's not always that easy. And again, if you don't have time, well, where are we going to take? Like you said, you know, say our say our day is like a pizza. We're going to have to cut those slices, you know, in different pieces. Maybe sleep is going to have to be a little bit more. Maybe, oh, for sure. maybe, you know, you have to move. You've got to move. I'm very sorry. There's no excuse, and I'm going to get really real right now. <laughs> There's no freaking excuse for anyone to say. I don't have any time in my day to move. You're telling me you can't walk a little bit more down a hallway or up and down stairs. See, I, I think, That's movement. I think that the I think that what you're saying with that is right and it is real. But like to say that there is no excuse, I, I'm, I'm afraid to, right? Like I, I'm afraid to do that. I don't know what to do, right? So mm-hmm. like there, like that. That's a good excuse, and that's an it, not a good excuse, but that's an excuse that that a lot of people can use, right? And and a lot of people, I mean, I can even flip it and we can even talk about this in a, in a little bit is, is like, I can even flip it into like an elite athlete right. that like can't get over that hump. Right. So 
like and fear is is enough to keep people on the couch it really is so like that is you know something that definitely has to be addressed and when you kind of look at it and 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 start working with it like once it enters the room it's like okay like i you know and i talk to people sometimes like i already kind of know what the deal is right i just kind of you know i don't want to be the one to say it and and when they do it's like good thank you like we can all breathe a little bit easier now and let's freaking get that on the table you know what i'm gonna say as as well the most successful people usually Mm -hmm. fitness business you name it um pro athletes most of those people their fear is little very little fear and they've failed so many times that's it they've not only have they failed so many times but most people have a story um i was talking to someone the other day, someone who's coming out who's going to be on our podcast, I'm going to not say the name right now, who is an up-and-coming um, MMA fighter and said, you know, I can't wait to come on. You know, I got a good story. And I go, that's what's going to make you successful. I go, because everyone that is successful at something has a good story. Yeah. Because we know what fear feels like. We know what it's like to fail. We've all been through probably some sort of traumatizing thing in our life. I mean – Go Google all these, you know, celebrities and and things like that, and and speakers. They, like you said, you didn't. You don't just fall on a mountain. You cl- like literally crawl your way up there and claw. And I think, you know, for me, even after doing the Ironman over the summer, that you know, and a lot of the other Ironman athletes were not normal. I- I'm going to throw that out there. It's not like oh, I'm 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 really happy with my life and. And I'm going to go do do one of the hardest endurance races in the world. You don't do that. You have to have something. There's got to be something in your mind saying, you know what? This physical, you know, stress, this physical pain is nothing compared to either mental things you've gone through or hurdles that you've gotten over. Mm -hmm. You want me to swim? You want me to ride a bike? You want me to run? Well, this, this ain't nothing compared to when blah, 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 you know, or what I went through in that dark time where you kind of have to crawl your way out of that. I mean, I think it's fascinating. I thought, to... I thought it was fascinating when you came back from Iron Man. You said, you said to me, you were like, I'm not afraid of anything right now. Yeah. I'm like, like because, because the, like the fear was there, like, right. And, and I, I get that my anxious, my level of anxiety, like days before a marathon, I'm trained, I'm ready to go. I've done it a bunch. Mm-hmm. Right. But the fear of the unknown, right. Anything could happen. Right. Last one I ran, it was, disgustingly windy weather you know and i'm standing there at the starting line and it is whipping like crazy and i'm like like i gotta go run in this like for you know for three hours right so i didn't even finish boston so boston and then i had to get on the line for iron man i'm like oh great so like all these things like said you know and it's it's natural to fear and it's natural to have those pre-race jitters or pre-event jitters whatever it is public speaking or or Mm -hmm. you know I mean, even going to I mean, the gym. I've been, I've been nervous. I've been nervous, like to withdraw money from my bank account and see my balance, right? Like, I don't like, look. They're like, "Would you like to see your balance, Christine?" I'm like, "Absolutely not." I mean, you know, not recently, but you know, but <laughs> you know, thank heavens. But it's like one of those things, like where you're kind of like, "Yeah, right, we're gonna roll the dice here. It's gambling, right?" And and a lot of times that's the action that people like, you know, mm-hmm. playing stocks, throwing dice, uh, it, it, you know, there's that that's the action and and the excitement and all those things that kind of 
give you you know make your heart rate go up i i talked to the the um the girls that uh, the high school girls that were about to run their first cross country race mm-hmm. of the season and i said to them before they can even say anything cuz i can look at them and see that they're nervous and i you know i said all right guys i said if you're like i am if you're like me you're nervous right now and that's okay Right, like that's because you're about to do something that's really they important. They weren't Facebook living like I do for a marathon. No, no, I'm cool no. for a marathon because I know I'm I'll fall down and I'm not going to die. Like yeah, and 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 I think that in a way that understanding that a lot of that is natural and a lot of it is is you know I mean it, I was nervous before my children were born, mm-hmm. especially the first one. Like what the fuck really happens here? <laughs> like 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 humans are born. Like, you know, like, I right, and, and wait, you're going to have this kid, but you're going to live. But yeah. If something happens to you, it's all me. Yeah. Like, you better take care of yourself. Like, that's the thing. There's some right. gray area right. there. Right. Yeah. And then Lord, did I witness some things and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just a crazy scene. Like, it's just a crazy scene. And, and, and each and every one, like even with pregnancy and then you like, you go to the doctor and even normally it's like, they call them like routine checkups. Yeah. There's nothing routine about yeah. growing a human inside of yeah. your belly. <laughs> it's not, you know, like you hear crazy. the heartbeat, heartbeat, heartbeat. You hear the heartbeat, yeah. right? It's good. We're good. We're good. Okay. We got, we got a call one time from the, uh, from the OBGYN. It was like something in the blood work, you know, call us back. We called back and they were like. Uh, office hours were, you know, to nine or to five p.m. and it was like five oh two. I'm like, I gotta wait till tomorrow. That was a good story. On the next two fit crazies in a microphone, I almost killed the doctor one time, like to death. I was gonna kill this mofo, like bad. What's wrong with you? What Me? is happening? No, it was bad. It was whatever. It was it was a Are story. Are you okay? It was a story about my youngest. But uh, when he, when uh, when my wife was pregnant, it was like there was some test that that showed that you know like something might have happened. And, you know there might be something wrong. And it was like everything was cool. Um, and and uh, and he was he was an asshole about it. He was an asshole to my wife. I wasn't able to make the appointment, and my, and my wife was there alone. And he's giving her this information, and was like, "Here are your options," you know. And it was like, "What the fuck?" And it was like, you know, like one of the options was very bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and I'm like, I was like, "All right, now I got to kill this guy. Like, I'm gonna be in the news for sure." Because it was just, you know, it was like a, it was. I think it was just a case of a doctor. I that, think most of us have had experiences like this at least once, which is sad, but. It was a case of a doctor that probably just dealt with so many people right. that he didn't have a freaking heartbeat of his own anymore and was just like, yeah, here's the science, you know, and I was like, look, here's a chart and didn't realize he was actually talking to a human being. Right. With, with, well, you, you know, get the, desensitized yeah, sometimes, sure. which is sad, but, so, but, but there's fear. I mean, there, yeah. there you so, go again. What so holds there, you back? Right. So there's some fear involved with all that stuff. So I think that a lot of times it's, it's when you're doing something important or doing something that was a big build up to it or, you know, important things like. So there's fear and there's something that could possibly hold you back, right? At the beginning, if I'm if I'm a little bit nervous about what I'm about to go do at at a, in a in a race or some of these kids that I deal that I work with are nervous about what they're about to go do. Could be a test. Or be even, a test. Yeah, a test, right? So and I want to get the A, but I know I can be safe and get a B. Mm-hmm. Right? I can I can just be like, you know, I can I cannot run the pace that I've been training for all this time, I can still, I can just back off a little bit and I know I'll be safe and everything will be good. You know, people, my family will still love me at the end and I'll get a medal and it'll be good, you know? 
and and that's not the way you know that's just not the way it's not the way to live yeah and when you think about what's holding you back and again for us dealing with people all the time who want these everyone wants these goals everyone wants to look a certain way and feel a certain way and be successful and have money and this and that but if that's really your goal and again maybe for me in the last year or so i've definitely am not the same person that i was you know when i first left teaching and you know going through the ups and downs of you know and you know brian and i talk about this sometimes of like what the hell are we doing like is this <laughs> is this you know is this the right path is this and then all of a sudden you have you know you you may doubt yourself and something appears to you that's like yes this is the right path you are doing the right thing but that fear creeps in every once in a while like maybe we should no, no, nope. And I think with some of the things that you were just saying is that if you want to achieve your goals, it's going to be damn uncomfortable. And you are going to live sometimes in fear. It's scary. What scary. if? Like, yeah, scary. Every morning I wake up and I'm like, what if, uh, what if, what, what if these people, you know, fire me or this or this? You know what? What if? This is what life is all about. Yeah. It's what life's about. And you Un- were saying. Un- Uncertainty is, 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 you know, is definitely something that will hold you back all right so i wound up um last weekend did a 5k yes. with um this man called his, his name is jorge torres freaking awesome guy and what he i met him because he was actually you know working out at orange theory and i do a little bit of coaching there and super cool dude but his story is that he was um you know, almost like 600 pounds or so. And really after, you know, getting to know him or whatnot, and he's like, you know, I had really had two choices. Like I, you know, I would die saying like this. He's like, I couldn't even walk from one bench, you know, one of these seated benches to another, like, you know, like literally like 25 yards without having to like bend over. And I mean, think about that amount of weight on your legs, on your knees, on your hips, you know, Oh, it's so and uncomfortable. he his. I was talking to his, um, like his, uh, was it not his stepmom, his mother-in-law was saying, um, you know, he couldn't even walk up the stairs. Like it was that bad. He'd be so winded. And, um, needless to say, we got talking he's like, you know, I never, I always wanted to do like a race, but I never felt like I could do it. I would, you know, I would be last. And I just, as much as I don't really care anymore, I don't give a shit because like it's either get healthy or, you know, or I'm going to die. Um, you know, he had his surgery. He lost like 250 pounds now. Um, but he was kind of at a plateau, you know, he's cleaned up his diet or whatnot, but this is, I mean, this is real, you know, everyone, this is not, I mean, all of us have our struggles. This is just one example of him, but it could be anything that you're dealing with. So, um, I said, you know what? Well, let's, let's do a 5k. You've never done it. it. Let's, let's do it. I'll walk it with you. Let's, let's go. So we wound up doing one last weekend and you know, he was like, you know, he's, he was so pumped. Because he's never done a race. And, and me, knowing how freaking awesome it feels to cross a finish line. I don't care if it's a 5K, a half, a marathon, a freaking Ironman. I know what that feeling's like. And it's so empowering. And so just – I can't describe it. And people that don't do races, Brian, is there any way to to describe it? Like it's – there's no words. No, it's, Ineffable it's, is your – I'm sorry, the English teacher? That means there's no words. Ineffable. Okay. Ineffable? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. So I, yeah. In, ineffable. Ineffable. Like it I just, met a few of them. No words. <laughs> the other one, ineffable. Um, um, I, sincerely, it was one of the most 
captivating things I've ever seen, right? Christine, of course, is Facebook Live. And, and I have to say, like, he doesn't do that without you. I don't think. Not yet, right? And I, th- and you, well, I was you, like, let's do it. And he's like, no, we know I don't want to be last. Like and I was like, well, shit, I'll be last. Guess what? I was last in that race. It was one of the best races, like the best experiences I've ever had. It, it was, was it was ama- awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I, I believe it. I feel like I told you, I, I feel like when that's like when I run with my son. Yeah. Right. And I cross the finish line with my son. We, I grab his hand and I raise it like we won yeah. the freaking thing. He's nine. It was like, you know, I was like, we, we're not. We're back in yeah. the Packers. You know, we're, we're, we're it's so awesome. It's and so to fun. see him to do that. And he's still, you know, Jorge is, is, is we got a way to go. He's, we're going to do more races big together. Dude. We're going to do more races together. Yeah. And, and just, I know that something like that is, is, is just, he, that's one of those things where he knew he had to do something and he's always probably wanted to do something like that. So right. Like he's always had the desire, but never acted on the desire. And here he is acting on it. It's freaking oh my amazing. Gosh. We got to, we'll have to put a picture up he, when he crossed the finish line with his arms up. It just, he looked They're just so and, and, happy. And That's the thing, all. The thing that for Jorge, and, and he has to understand that he's not the first person to go through things like that, right? Like there's a, there's a, there are many, many, many other, you know, people that have done things like that. It's available, right, to people. It's really available. Like mm-hmm. they, people can change. Like Josh Luani is a hero of mine, and I, I've mentioned him before. He's a... Uh, he's, you know, a guy from down in Louisiana that grew up on the bayou that ate, you know, ate like po'boys and, and gumbo and, you know, and ate like the traditional foods. And like you said, didn't really know any better. His environment was not very mm-hmm. good. And he was in, he was a big, big, like, you know, four or five hundred pounds. I don't even know exactly how much he weighed. I think it was four, you know, high fours. And and now he's like cover of Runner's World. Uh, he was, you know, was That's crazy. It, he's, he's, you know, mentoring other men that who have, have done, and, you know, he's become an endurance. He, he's doing ultras and he's all plant-based, which I love. And he's been on Ritual's podcast, which I love. <laughs> I love hearing him because he's, he's got this Louisiana draw to yeah. him, which is just amazing. And he's got a group of runners now and they're called the uh, missing chins running club. Right, because all the chins have gone away. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's so funny. Missing I'm sorry. Ch- yeah, no, it's amazing. <laughs> and like one of them's his brother, and like there's this whole group. There's another guy, Tim. I forget his last name. Um, he's on Instagram, Fat Man Rants. I think it is. Okay. Or, 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 Tim something, and he's got eBooks out. And he and his wife, same thing. Big. The before pictures are big. Yeah. You know, and now he's doing races and he's running races. He did a triathlon this summer. I don't know if it might have been a half tri- a half Ironman. And you know, like now he's like you see him, he's riding a bike, and in, in like the, the fear is in like gone. the singlet, right? The fear and the, well, is there's gone. living is taking place. Yeah, that's what I think is so cool. It's like you have a, and I said this about my experience, you know, at the 5K last weekend. I said, this is what life is all about. Yeah. That's what I said. I'm like, you know, I'd roll up to the race, and people are like, oh man, she's running. Like, what are you gonna run? To? And I'm like, it's today's not about me. I'm actually not running and they're like what do you mean you're not running and I'm like today I'm not running it's not about me I was like today I'm I'm here you know I'm I'm walking with my friend Jorge and he's going to do his first race ever and I am lucky enough to do it with him that's what I said it's awesome because it was so fun like it just you know and I said this is what life's about and they're like oh Christine oh that's so nice of you I go no 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 this isn't about me it's not about me being nice it wasn't you could ask Jorge I'm not that nice you know (laughs) like it's, I don't need to ask Jorge. I was like, dude, I, I'm not that nice. I'm like, w- we did this together. Like, as this is my friend, 
and let's do something awesome together. That's what it's about. Like, and if it inspires other people, great. It's not about a freaking media exposure, whatever. It's about living. It's about promoting living. And when you talk about what's holding you back, well, shit, you got this story of, you know, of someone like him that could easily just be like, screw it. Like, you know what? It hurts my knees or my feet or whatever. Yeah. He had, you know, he had I said, can't do that. Yeah. People say it all the time. Oh, yeah. I just can't do that. I can't do it like you. I can't do Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I can't do this. Or I can't, you know, I'm, that's not what you know, I'm just, it's like, shut up with that and just do something. Like, let's do the first thing and then we'll do worry about the next thing. And now you don't have a million things to do. You have one thing to do. Let's just do that. Yeah. Let's get to let's get to know that really well. Let's do that really well, right? Let's let's walk for ten minutes. Oh, this is funny. You ready? So we're so me and Jorge we're walking in this five k, and we're like, we got this. And I'm like, Jorge, feeling feeling good, blah blah. And then a girl runs by us with no arm, and I was like, all right, puts things in perspective a little bit. And then there's like later on, there's like another. I remember there's another lady that you know she's like got no leg in like her wheelchair, and I'm like, and then there's that. I'm like, okay. And then it's like, you know, we walk past the donut shop and I was like, don't you effing look at the donuts. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> they, you know what, though? Like, that's the like, thing. There are the people. Thing. That's why I love the Hoyt so much, so right? Like, Ricky and Dickie Hoyt, right? They are doing it. Right. Right, for years. Right. I mean, really doing it. Like, marathons and Ironman and all sorts of crazy stuff. Like, like He was swimming with a freaking raft. With a With raft. the sun behind it. Yeah. Like, I look at that. I'm like, God, what the hell was I worried about? Right. Like, and they're in the ocean. I think the thing that, that people really need to understand, and again, we've gone over a number of things. It's confidence, fear, fear, confidence, uncertainty. They're all kind of the same thing. Uh, you know, schedule, money, right? Money's a big thing. I can't afford the gym. You don't need money to exercise. You really don't, right? right? I always say the best thing about running is that the only equipment you need is a pair of sneakers and they're optional. I got a webinar at 3 p.m., 3 to 4 today I have to jump on. You know what I do? Like, I'll put it on. Listen, put it on mute, and I'll walk around the house. I'll clean. Like, yeah. okay, that counts as movement, everybody. Like everything. I had a guy. I had a guy that loved the Phillies. Loved mm-hmm. the Phillies. Watched every single Phillies game. Loved it. And I said, "You watching the game tonight?" He says, "Of course." I said, "All right. Here's what I want you to do. This was a, this, this was this was a guy who, who was pretty unhealthy and and wanted to be more healthy, but again, you know, certainly isn't going to walk into a gym. And he, gyms are intimidating. Oh, absolutely. And you ever walk into a new gym, by the way, like a, a new gym or health? Co- I don't know if you've done this recently, but every time I walk into something new, I kind of, and I'm always like, I want to be in the back. I don't want anyone to notice me. I'm, yeah. Even if it's a new class, when I go to a conference, back of the and classroom. I always think of my participants and I think of this is how they feel. This like how they're trying. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. So, and you know, this is the guy who, who needed to do something desperately had actually come to me to, to you know to discuss it with her. He was a coworker, and, and and this is when I was writing mortgages, and uh, and he was like, "What do I do? What do you think I could do?" He was he was insecure about it. I said, "When you're watching the game tonight, I said when the game's on, uh, I I said um, when the commercial comes on, get up and just stand, walk in place, high knees, like just do high knees." Mm-hmm. I said, "When that game comes back on, sit your ass back down." Right, baseball games are perfect because you get in between innings, you get pitching changes, you get all sorts of stuff. Like you know, he was watching every single game, and he started doing it. And a lot of times, eight hours later, <laughs> after every game, he's done three thousand high knees. No, just you know, just like, and and it was cool because he knew that it wasn't going to last forever. 
it wasn't an hour long class. It was like sometimes it was like three, four minutes, you know. But he gets up, he moves. He's not just sitting there for mm-hmm. three hours or you know, major league baseball games now can last, you know, four hours. Yankees Red Sox games, forget it. You're gonna you're there for five hours. Like they you know, pitching changes and, and all those things that, that happen. So and he got a little something out of it. It was just something that he could do. I said, when the game comes on, you sit back down and relax. And, you know, sure as shit, like he started to eat a little bit better. Mm-hmm. He was doing it. It's 162 baseball games in the season. So, like, he, he kind of got into it. He he needed a lot, of, a lot of help. Again, some of this stuff isn't just physical. A lot, a lot, sometimes, like, you need, like, an intervention, like, from – like you know, men, the psycho- the psychological intervention of some sort. You know, like my like, sister told me, I should probably yeah, go talk to somebody. Yeah, it would might, really like help with my business and getting yeah. your mind together. And that goes the other way too, right? Some people exercise too much, and yeah. that's a psychological condition as well. Right, right. So like, there's there's that too. So it's no, never really direct. It's not like I have a playbook. Right, right. When someone starts opening up to me, I'm like, well, here's what you need to do next. You know, here's your script. Come back and you know, it's like, okay, well, let's try it. Let's try this. Like, let's try and feel our way into certain things to see where we can make improvements. Right, and if something catches, well, then that's good. We can ride that wave for a while and and just kind of see where where it takes us. Um, that was a Pearl Jam lyric, I think. Um, <laughs> So <laughs> I'll ride the wave where it takes me. There you go. But uh, so, you, you know, you can – everybody's different. Everybody has their own fears. Everybody has their own limitations on the, that they set on themselves, right? Everybody has different reasons why. Basically, everybody knows why, what their reason is, right? And and a lot of times it just doesn't really – you know, if they, once they get past that, once they get moving, once they – Acknowledge whatever's holding them back and address it. Maybe it might not work. Maybe it will. Maybe, you know, like you kind of, you kind of don't know. Or say it, throw it out into the universe. Just say, and say it alone. I'm afraid of exercise. Yeah. Say it alone. Be alone and just say it. Sure. Like all by yourself. And that's something that I, I've had people write it down, right? Write it down. You could even throw it away or rip it up or whatever it is. Say it and throw it out into the universe. Like there's certain ideas or certain Mm -hmm. things that I say. Okay. you know, sometimes I say to Brian, Brian, I'm going to say this just because I want to throw it out in the universe or I want to say it and be done with it, you know? And I think it's important to do that first because again, it's like, it's like your steps to acknowledging something. What is holding me back? What is my problem? What is, you know, what can I get over? You can't get over something until you acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. And I think every single one of us out in this world we have something. I don't know what it is. It may be worse or better than others, but that is where it starts. And I think for for even me as, you know, the time that I spent teaching and coaching and the thousands and thousands of kids and people I've dealt with and then in the fitness industry, now, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people that I come across every week. I mean, for me, I'm not in a profession where I just talk to people on the phone or you're in front of people. I'm headed to a conference where I'll interact with thousands of people this weekend. That is that I love, but you're also going to be talking to people that I can't tell you how many people have had things that, you know, where they'll say they need to talk about stuff. And it's weird because sometimes people will just come up and start talking to you. And it's interesting when you think about it, whether it's clients or, you know, maybe you're sitting out there and you're not a trainer or not a, you know, 
a psychologist or a teacher or whatnot. Maybe you're that person. Maybe you just need to talk to someone. Maybe it's the, you know, Christine, I'm, I'm so stressed out and I can't find time to work out. Guess what? You just set it out into the universe. Now we can put the wheels in motion until you acknowledge that. And maybe it's just, you know, I call it um, after some sessions that I coach now, I'll always have like a line of people and I call it my therapy sessions after class. And, you know, people know they're like, oh, we're sorry to bother you. But like I said, it's what what's going on? What do you need? And they totally. sometimes sometimes it's like, oh, can you do a stretch for this? Other times it's like. I'm really not feeling well and I don't really know and this is going on at home and this and this and my kids and all of a sudden it's turned, you know, but that's what that's what fitness is all about. It's mental and physical. You can't have one without the other, you know? I mean, that's why I named it High Five Health and Fitness. It's like right. sometimes you just need a high five or a hug or, you know, it's just something and, you know, I get that too. You know, this is bothering me. It's just same, you know. But even if this is bothering, it's, <clears throat> but then, um, by the way, if you get really like, Ooh, psychological on this, right? So it's like, all right, well, what's bothering you? Oh, well, it's my, I don't know, my neck's bothering me. Well, what is that? Where does that resonate from? Is it stress? And now are you holding on to something? What is it you're holding on to? I mean, you could kick the domino with any sort of physical ailments and yeah. kind of relate them back yeah. to mentally what's going on. Oh, a lot of that. Dr. Sarno, if you've ever heard his uh, his his thoughts, are, is a he's a famous doctor, um, psychotherapist, I believe. But mm-hmm. he, he, like he's limiting people's back pain, like all over. Right. It's really really cool work. Um, I, uh, people question the efficacy of it because of you know he's attaching a physical ailment to a mental limitation. But I, I mean, at this point, what are There's we? There's you know? there, oh, yeah. Come oh, on, oh, everybody. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Those. Uh, those phantom calf strains that, uh, you know, tightness in the calf that I feel like the week before every marathon, it's like, oh, I'm ready. I've gotten to know them pretty yeah. well. The, um, I would say the amount of reading that I've done in the last couple months about behavior and about how, you know, move your emotion drives emotion, like we had Jonathan mm-hmm. Ross talk mm-hmm. about and how, um, you know, changes in your body affect changes in your mind and, and vice versa and neuroplasticity and... And for those, you know, we've talked about this before, but it's, you can make changes to your brain matter. Absolutely. Like you can actually do this. Um, you can change your whole personality, whole personality, uh, your concept of the world. I mean, this is real stuff. We're not like, you know, doing magic over here. This stuff has been studied and I think it's so powerful once you can get over, you know, take even little teeny steps to feel better over that fear. I think it's. It's huge. So when we talk about what's holding you back to come back full circle, usually it's you that's holding you back. Absolutely. You can point a finger at someone and three fingers point right back at you. Hey, and, uh, you know, you could blame it on your parents. You could blame it on your upbringing, blame it on everything. But it's really it's you. The upbringing really pisses me off. Not the upbringing, not the upbringing, but the um, ethnicity. Your lineage pisses me off. I could never do that. I'm Italian. I hear it all the time. Really? Yeah. Oh, I can't. What are you, what are you saying? I can't have meatball sub. I'm like, dude, you're not Italian. You're from New Jersey. I, all right? You're not, re- you're not a real Italian. I, I know Italians. They don't eat like that. I always remember this, too. My husband was teaching in, I don't know, we were teaching in Maryland, and the kids, you know, he's, he had a lot of kids come to him and be like, you know, I, I just, I'm not focused right now because I'm from a broken home. And he's like, are you joking? He's like, 
I went through some some real <laughs> tough shit yeah. when I was younger. And you know what? I decided you, again. You have two choices: you lay down and die, or you decide I'm going to do the best that I can because I want to be a smart and functioning human being and be successful. So what are you going to do? You blame it on hard, yeah. what you go through, or do you? And again, not every day is sunshine no, and rainbows, no. but there's always that. Do you think, place the blame on someone else. And, and what's what's real and what isn't? What's what is a real limitation? What like right. there there are definitely. Things I broke that, my leg. I can't run this marathon. Right, like, That's real. Like what's real and and what's not? And I think that a lot of people buy the wrong bullshit, right? And and that's. You know, just just like I was saying, you know, I can't, I go, my, you know, I can't do that. I'm Italian. I said, all right. I have one guy told me. I told him straight up. I said, I'm going to see you at your big Italian funeral. Are they going to throw you? He was a, a friend, and I, and I knew him. And he says, you know, what are you saying? Like, I can't eat like a freaking calzone the size of uh, you know, of New Jersey. And before and Iron like, Man, that's a great meal. <laughs> I'm so like, I tell people, yeah, yeah. Like you burn that right off in the yeah. eight hour bike ride. I'm like, no, you can do that, you know, but, you know, you're, because you're Italian, the Italians are funny, but the Irish too. You know, I can't stop, I, what do you, will you stop drinking? I'm Irish, right? Like drinking alcohol, alcohol is, is a motherfucker, right? Big time. Like that's something that holds people back that they don't want to look at at all, right? Here's what I'll say about that. Alcohol, cigarettes, cigarettes like, oh my stuff. gosh. Here's what I'll say about a lot of this stuff. If you think that it might be a problem, it definitely is, right? For any of this stuff. Overrunning. You could do the same thing with overtraining. I have run alcoholically. Under eating. Absolutely. There you go. Yep. I mean, it, everyone's got their Achilles heel. Right. I so we're, that's what we're saying. It's we don't know what it is. Keep, it, keep that Achilles heel from really debilitating your life. And if you think... Hey, you know what? Or, I mean, or work with it. Like, get in there, get in there, because that's the good stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where people flourish. That's where people are able to live. You know, is it the, like the thing that's going on right now? Like my best life or something like that. It's like I'm gonna live my my best life. It's like, hey, we should all try and do right. that, right? Yeah, okay, like, got like, it. You know, like, mm-hmm. there's nothing to brag about. Uh, but you know, like, and really, you know, it's it's just like that's the magic that's the good stuff that's the way that we should be living right sim you know getting in a rut instead of like getting out of the rut is is the is the real deal fortunately some people get in a rut and they decide that they're going to decorate because they like where they, you know they're staying right. for a while they're not going to get out anytime soon so you know it's it's um i i, I think that i think that the the reason that we do this podcast is so that people can acknowledge the one thing that they know or something that they know is holding them back because you already know it the audience you guys already know it you mm-hmm. know what it is yeah i don't know it we don't have you, to tell you yeah and no. you don't have to tell us so but you need to acknowledge it yourself so go 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 change a few things and and uh write it down go to a room yell it yell it out top of your lungs see where it takes you lord knows we we have enough therapy when we go out running and do whatever we need to do <laughs> I mean, my, my, the thing that holds me back the most is, is that I'm perfect, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and like, that is exactly what I was going to guess. I, God bless you. Cause I can be, you know, perfection's hard to work with. It Christine. is. It's hard it can't to be, be easy for you. It is not. It is have a not easy. Human being as perfect as I am sitting across from you. Absolutely true. 
Yeah. All right, now, see, now I got to own my bullshit because I'm not perfect, you guys. Just don't tell my wife, all right? I got her convinced so far that everything is on the pump, that I am perfect. I own my crazy. <laughs> She's a- I totally own it. <laughs> Crazy's out of the closet. It's It's been out of the closet. Like I said, people keep me around so that they feel better about themselves. They really do. They're like, hey, I'm having a crazy day. You know what I should do? I should call Christine so I feel a little bit more normal. It's like Jerry Springer. That's what it is. Yeah. Like you just watch my life and you're like, oh, what's she up to today? Uh, oh. right. She's She just did a 5K, went to a bodybuilding show, a game is out here and yeah, it's, it's insane. It's, uh, I would not have it any other way, not have it any other way. No, that's it. This is living. This is what life is about. That's what I've realized. And some days are just crappy (laughs) and you got to own that too. But you know, if you feel like you're owning yourself, you're being authentic, you're, you're just going out and being the best that you can be. And you know, I guess, not being a, not being a jerk. I was talking to someone the other day, and uh, she owns. It was Carly, Carly from Barflow. I had a great conversation with her. We we're talking about ideas and and kind of bouncing things off each other. She was asking me some questions about business. I was asking her some things, and you know, it's. I said, you know, what's really great is that you know to go out and just make connections and network and just love the people you're talking with. And she's like, didn't you ever read that book? It was like, how to not be an asshole. Isn't that the name of the book? I don't know. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah, you haven't read that. And I'm like, no, she's like, it's really good. It's good. Yeah. How to not, I've, I've heard of it. Yeah. I've, I've definitely heard of it. I feel like that's a really, you know, it's really great advice. I was like, <laughs> gets you places in life. So I don't know. What do you think Brian, we got some we got some really great guests coming up. So this was our reconnection for today for all you guys to hear our crazy craziness. Um, but again, go out like we said. Think about what's holding you back, and think about some ideas of how you can uh, take little steps, little steps to uh, to progress. make some adjustments. Where in your can life. I make progress? That's it. That's, that's it. That's like it's like really it. We can make progress. We can do a lot of things. Awesome. So. With that said, my name is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Don't let anything hold you back. Let's go. Peace. <laughs>